Hey there, listeners. Welcome to This Humana Life, a podcast for all Humana associates. We have amazing stories to tell and learning experiences to offer. We also believe the best knowledge is knowledge that is shared. Throughout our podcast journey, you'll hear advice from thought leaders, gain insights into areas of expertise other than your own, and hear the inspiring stories of others. This production is made possible with the support of the Women's Network Resource Group and by the dedication of our core team. I'm Tara DeLucia. I'm Carmen Pantoja Evans. I'm Brittany LaMere. And this podcast is produced by Melissa Nichols. We're looking forward to hearing what topics are important to you. Join the conversation in our buzz group by visiting go forward slash THL. Also, make sure to text the acronym THL to 239-355 to have new episodes sent straight to your mobile Thursday morning. Welcome back to a new episode of This Humana Life. I'm one of your co-hosts, Brittany Lemaire, and we also have Carmen Pantoja Evans with us as well. I am thrilled to have two podcast veterans join us today to share more about a new initiative here at Humana. Please allow me to welcome Letitia Schmidt and Ty Richardson. As we kick things off, could I ask each of you to share a little bit about what you currently do for your day job here at Humana? Letitia, let's go ahead and start with you, and then Ty, please feel free to jump in. Good morning, Brittany. Thank you so much for having us on today. So I am Letitia Schmidt, and I lead inclusion and diversity for the IT organization. I do sit within the Office of Inclusion and Diversity and do a lot of work with our culture partners across the organization. And good morning. I am Ty Richardson. I am delighted to serve as part of our talent team and uh, have the privilege of working across our full talent um, system, I guess, in terms of how we onboard people and, and, and work across talent acquisition, talent development, and talent management, helping people grow, uh, grow their careers and develop themselves. So, Letitia, we have a question for you. Um, we're here to kind of talk about this new initiative. So, can you tell us what is MARC? Sure. Um, MARC is an acronym. We love acronyms at Humana, but MARC stands for Men Advocating Real Change, and it's a program that was started by a partner um, that we have, Catalyst. Catalyst is a nonprofit for workplaces that work for women. And Mark started a few years ago um, as a blog where they recognized um, that we need more male allies in this space of gender equity work. And through that blog, created a real um, connection through men who, who want to find ways to be advocates and allies in the workplace. And it eventually um, formed a leadership summit and conference, and as a result, created this program called Mark Dialogue Teams that we're so proud to bring to Humana. So, Ty, do you have anything to add about the Mark program? Yeah, I, I would simply add that I think these Mark Dialogue Teams are going to be a great place for people to practice and build skills. Uh, we have had a pilot of these Dialogue Teams in the past, and that was one of the exciting things that we heard about in our launch uh, yesterday. We had uh, some members who participated in the pilot share their experience. But one of the things that I'm really excited about is these are safe places in these dialogue teams for people to begin to practice how they can 
in small group sessions, in safe places, begin to just think about how they take on some tough conversations and, and recognize how they talk about and address uh, issues like bias and privilege in their own personal experience and in their own understanding and how they engage in dialogue that builds empathy and understanding with people that come from different places or different perspectives and how they then can partner across differences and how they can be more proactive in challenging those biases. And it's a, it's a great place to practice those skills um, because you, you need a safe place to practice that because often we're caught in, in real circumstances and real conversations where we may walk into a conversation and, and think, I don't know how to respond to that. And so this, these dialogue teams give us a place to anticipate and be prepared and, and practice those types of skills. So really excited about these dialogue team, teams um, taking off and getting kicked off even more so beyond the pilot. And Ty, I'm so glad you brought up about the kickoff event yesterday. We had over 300 people join our kickoff session, and we are still looking for more people to join the program. And one story that didn't come up yesterday that I, I was thinking about this morning was that when we launched the pilot a couple of years ago within the IT organization, I had a leader who I knew was an ally, and I wanted him in the program, and I approached him to join. And he said, Letitia, I just don't think this is for me. I already am an ally, and I, I don't I don't really buy into programs like this. And, um, and I was like, but that's why we need you. We need all perspectives in these conversations. And I really put some pressure on him, please join us. And he did. And I saw him after about six months into the program, I ran into him on the elevator and he was so excited. He said, I, I believe in supporting gender equity in, in the workplace, and I've been doing this for years, but I had no idea what I didn't know. And, and the real stories that come out in, in the small group conversations are just a learning opportunity for everyone who, who participates. And, you know, I think it's so important what you all are speaking on for, on many levels. I mean, it's timely, right? It, it just... It is, um, it's time, and that you all have this, that you have shared this opportunity in Humana, and have, um, and I, I just can't think of a better time than right now, and, and, and Ty, I know that you are an executive sponsor, and, and because you're the executive sponsor for the MARC program, personally, how does this feel for you? Yeah, absolutely. This, this, um my sponsorship and my engagement in this effort comes from a, a deeply personal place for me. I, um, both from a pro professional role, you know, I, as I mentioned earlier, I have the privilege of serving in a, in a capacity to help people in the organization grow and develop themselves. And, and, I, and I, um, I am passionate about that. I love that. That's one of the drivers, you know, just of my own core values is I love to see individuals grow. I love to see teams and organizations grow. And I think this idea of how do we grow in the area of, of inclusion and grow in the area of, of advocacy and allyship of, of ensuring that those who um, need that support um, to, to create an equitable environment in our workplaces is critically important. But on, on a deeply personal level, I um, have I shared this yesterday, so bear with me just for a quick second because it takes a personal story to, to share this. But I, um, I have 
five kids in my family. Um, and all five of my kids are uh, were adopted or fostered. Four, four of those are girls, one, one is a boy. Um, I have an amazing wife, uh, a wonderful family around that. But, you know, I, of course, as a parent, I look at these issues around uh, gender equity. And, and, you know, I, like any parent, I think, I and look at the social issues of the day, I, I'm deeply concerned about what's the world that my children are growing up in and how can I encourage my son to be an ally and an advocate um, as he, he grows up? How can I encourage and, and challenge my daughters to understand kind of the world that they're going to um, be facing as they grow up and, and um, you know, maximize the full potential that they have as they enter the workplace. But beyond that, um, I'm really inspired by the, the birth moms and birth families that we've engaged with in the adoption and the foster process. And, and um, in a deeply profound way, my interaction with these birth moms changed my perspective on the world. Um, you know, as we walked into that adoption journey, um, I met these incredible women who were making incredibly difficult choices because of what life had thrown at them. They were in positions um, facing homelessness, food scarcity, poverty, things that, you know, in my own personal life, I hadn't faced those circumstances. And Candidly, at the time, I don't know that I had a deep appreciation of the challenges that those things would put a person into. And in the course of living life with them through this choice where they were choosing to make a what I think of as a very courageous decision to put the needs of their child over their own needs and put their child in a position that was better than what they knew they could um, afford to provide for their child, um, that that changed me. And you know, I all, we also have a couple of children in our family who are in that position of, of adoption and foster because of trauma, neglect, or abuse that occurred in their home. And, and even in those situations and the interaction with those birth moms and those birth families, I, I'm still profoundly struck by these women who are in these situations facing these challenges and and being um, you know forced to make these choices that that are mm. really life changing, and 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 recognizing the privilege that I have been given in the life that I have, and 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 really being challenged to understand how can I use the circumstances, the privilege that I have, whether that's my position at work, whether that's my um, position in life, what financially to ensure that I am really advocating and, and helping you know, those who are striving to better themselves and maximize their own potential. How can I use the privilege that I have for the good of others? And um, so coming out of that place in those personal life circumstances, I have a deep passion for looking in the workplace and saying, how can we take on these hard issues, um, create safe, safe places to have those types of conversations and really create an inclusive culture where we lean into some of those authentic conversations about how can we help each other grow? Because every person has a story. Every life, in my opinion, has value. Everybody's striving to do something good and uh, has good intent. And how can we help each other achieve that full potential? And Ty, I just think that's honorable, extremely honorable that uh, you support the effort. And, you know, Brittany and I had a privilege of uh, having you on a podcast when you first came to Humana, I want to say maybe two years ago, maybe a year and a half ago, and you were speaking on 
on this, uh, what you just spoke about, your personal story. And I'm glad to know that you you walk your talk and you're you're still advocating and um, supporting this effort and making every every effort to make a difference. Uh, and we know what the word advocate means. And but could you tell us what the word ally means, just in case folks out there don't understand what ally means? I view an ally as somebody who is who is going to take action, right? And and somebody who is um, paying attention to circumstances around this. In this particular case, on this issue, it's men who are paying attention to how women are being treated in the workplace around them. And you know, are are they noticing if there are gender-based assumptions happening and how women are being treated in meetings? You know, and and paying attention to that first and foremost, and then speaking up when they see things that are inequitable and um, sharing their own stories and creating um, an environment around them where, where we can be open, we can talk about it. Often those are, uh, can be perceived as uncomfortable conversations, but leaning into those conversations in ways that are constructive having those one-on-one conversations, but also um, creating team environments where people can talk about that in small team environments and creating the safe place and safe spaces to openly talk about it and make sure that we're creating the opportunity for people to communicate. Letitia, what would you add in terms of how you would define an ally? Well, um, Ty, that was such a great uh, overview. I think I would agree with everything that you shared. I was Looking, and um, we do have an ally toolkit available from the office of IND um, at go slash NRG ally toolkit. And I thought, well, let me just open it real quick. Um, but an ally is someone who supports the, the underrepresented group of people, but they're not necessarily in that group. And that's why um, we encourage everyone to identify that place of privilege and where you can um, honor that and be an ally to someone who's different from you. And I, I truly believe that allies recognize that they're on a journey. It's more of a growth mindset of learning. Um, they want to learn. They want to build better relationships and, and create a just environment for everyone. And I also definitely want to give a shout out to that toolkit. I have found it personally very helpful to go through and also just adjust or pivot my way of thinking, and I think it provides really tangible examples of action items that you can then go do uh, to be a better ally and to keep curious and have those difficult conversations. So, again, huge shout-out to our IND department for taking on these really tough issues and making it an inclusive conversation for everyone to have a seat at the table. So, I, just, I love Humana, so I love that we, we do that and we try to make it where it's not a taboo subject for us to talk about. I just wanted to circle back um, briefly to the comment that and question that Carmen posed around this being timely, because that was such an interesting uh, observation. I think with all of the work that we've been doing as a company over the past several years around gender equity, and then especially last summer with a lot of the social unrest and commitment and recommitment from our organization, some people might challenge, is this timely, whenever we think about gender equity and um, the work and progress we're making and then racial injustice that's, you know, in front of us. And so I wanted to respond 
in a way um, to share some insights about how deep these conversations actually go. Um, the program itself and the curriculum is designed to be housed or hosted in a grassroots dialogue where people sit around the table or in a WebEx call and have a conversation around inclusion and diversity at all in all realms and um, standing for equity, being an equity champion, how can I build awareness of bias and understand um, not only gender in the workplace but cultural difference, how I can engage in courageous conversations. And so for me, I think the most timely thing is how do we engage in these courageous conversations and build that skill and capability so that we can advance the workplace for everyone and look at intersectionality and those conversations that come up in these circles. Um, just yesterday after our launch event, I had an associate reach out to me and ask about perspectives of trans females and trans males in our workplace. And I encourage everyone to join the circles and share their personal experiences because that's how we will all learn. And Leticia, I just I want to I want to um, encourage and and I think um, give give applause to how IND is leading our company through that. And, and Brittany, you, you said you love Humana. I, I do as well. I think this whole, you know, part of what attracted me to the company was this whole idea of the human care, right? The whole person, we, we do that for our customers, but we do that for our associates as well. And this whole, this idea that we really, we really care about the whole person. And, um, and I think in this idea, in the space of inclusion and diversity, we, we do that as well. And, and we really, we really care about making sure that people are thinking about the whole life balance of who are you at work, who are you at home. And um, in this world of virtual reality, um, you know, where we're all in, in, in I mean, we, we've been forced to go into these virtual environments in the past year. And uh, we, we've all been invited into each other's homes on these Zoom calls and WebEx calls. And it's blurring the lines of, of professional versus personal. And, and, you know, when we're on these meetings together, you can't help but see into each other's homes. And, and you have uh, spouses and partners walk by, and you hear my kids screaming in the background. And all of a sudden, you, I might in the past have been able to keep really tight boundaries between what I did at work and what I did at home. And now I'm, I'm forced to blur those boundaries a little bit and lean into perhaps having conversations that in the past I might have avoided. And, and I think it's so critical that our IND team is leading us, I think, in, in a fantastic way to equip us and teach us how to have those conversations in constructive and respectful and positive ways. And um, you know, one other plug I'll put out there, I know many folks have had a chance to participate in um, Bonnie St. John facilitated recently a courageous humility Session. Um, over 3,000 people attended it, um, but what I loved about that was, was Bonnie St. John's equipping us with these pragmatic tools that are very complementary to what we're talking about in these marked dialogue teams about how to go into uncomfortable conversations and yet use those uncomfortable conversations to get into deeper relationships. And she gave very practical tools around how to help an individual pause. Help a person help people focus on issues instead of people, and challenge us to think about our own biases and perspectives, and engage in those conversations in constructive ways instead of making it um, a confrontational sort of an issue. And, and I think, you know, the way that our IND team is building on this in the Mark Dialogue teams, in sessions like that with Bonnie St. John, and in, in the 
ally toolkit and so many other ways is continuing to build on that whole person care about how we um, are really trying to create this culture of inclusion in the company. Well, and since we did have that launch event that happened on February 2nd, um, could I get you, Ty, and Letitia to share a little bit about how the event went and, you know, kind of what you observed? We briefly touched on it, but I definitely want to highlight that launch event. Letitia, do you want to start? During the launch event, it was an opportunity for people who are curious um, and open-minded to join and, and listen in to hear more about Mark as a program and what Mark Dialogue teams look like. We had the opportunity to hear from Ty as our executive sponsor and Maria Hughes, our chief diversity officer, and how this connects to our greater inclusion and diversity um, work at Humana. The last segment of the video replay, if, if you want to go and watch the replay, it's at go slash male ally. You can hear from a few of our leaders who participated in Mark in the past. Um, and they tell their stories about what what it meant to them personally and um, and at work. And uh, Brittany, I I'm so excited about the launch of these Mark Dialogue teams. I was of course hoping for a large crowd to show up at this and a whole bunch of people to engage. But quite candidly, I wasn't quite sure what to expect. But um, as Leticia mentioned earlier in our discussion, we had over 300 people show up. So we were really excited about just the interest expressed and. The energy on the call is what I was impressed with. We had a lot of engagement. Um, the chat was going crazy with people really engaged in the dialogue. But what I was most impressed with was the both in the chat, but also in the conversation of the people um, in our in our panel and in the discussion happening with those involved in the conversation was the authenticity and the transparency. Um, some of the real stories that the panelists shared of their own experiences where you know, their own experiences of, of, of uncomfortable situations or where ad advocacy and allyship had happened and situations had turned around as a result of that. And just the, the reality, uh, I think, of, of events that happen that sometimes aren't brought into public forums for discussion that sometimes maybe are kept hidden and not talked about openly and the fact that we created a safe place for those things that he talked about and how it resonated with people and generated even more dialogue in a positive and constructive way um, left me um, so energized about the impact that these Mark Dialogue teams will continue to have as we generate more forums to do that even more so in the future. And Ty, all of that sounds extremely exciting. I mean, I, I have to I wanted to listen to the the launch or the launch event that I can go back on go slash mail ally and listen to. So thank you for that resource. And kind of have a two part question. You you I you know how can some folks um, champion this effort, whether it's our teammates or our colleagues. And then so that's part one. And part two is when they are in these conversations, these team dialogues. How can they champion for each other to speak up a little bit more? Yeah, I think a first part of that is self-reflection. I think you have to be honest with yourself about uh, your own experiences, your own attitudes, your own uh, biases. We all have biases. We all have perspectives that you have to recognize uh, 
judgments and 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 and, I, and that's one of the things I love. Again, I'm so proud of our inclusion and diversity team in this company. I've been at other companies that um, lead and talk about um, bias differently than we do here, and I love the fact that we um, talk about conscious inclusion because it is about bringing forward a deliberate positive awareness of where I might be making fast judgments and how can I pause, slow myself down, and deliberately include people with different perspectives. And that's a very positive take on that that I think builds a constructive, inclusive culture around that. And so I think this self-reflection is a really important first step. And then, and then be comfortable with the uncomfortable and challenge yourself and this is why these MARC dialogue teams are a great place, a safe place, to practice this. You do have to find a small group to, where you can build that trust. And you can create that environment where you can begin to get comfortable with the uncomfortable and lean into some hard topics and have some conversations that perhaps you might not have had before on issues that, uh, that are uncomfortable and, and lean into some personal views and personal conversations. Leticia, what would you add? The, I was thinking about the um, layout of the program and the resources that are available to equip the participants and give them confidence in, in their engagement because it, it, it is designed to create the space for authenticity that Ty talked about. And um, the facilitator handbook is available to everyone along with the participant handbook when they join. And we do want people to practice facilitating these conversations in this small group environment because that builds that muscle for you to be able to advocate and have confidence whenever you're in, in your team meeting or in a, in a different setting. And so the design of the program is that you have the opportunity to rotate who hosts each month's conversation. All of the resources are provided, the PowerPoints, the pre-work, um, everything that you would need is there. But being able to, I wanted to also respond about, you know, how, you know, championing the program. So many people um, were able to register for the launch event, and then they had a decision to make. Is this something I can invest my time in? And we know through the pilot that over 94% um, of the respondents of the survey said that it, it was worth the time they invested in it. So that was exciting to see. The um, request that we made was that if you are, um, if you identify as female, then please invite at least two others who identify as male to come along to the MARC launch event. And that was by design. And so if you are looking to champion the program, it's recruiting as many um, men in the workplace to participate as possible because we want to create this opportunity for conversation in a safe space that doesn't happen naturally, as Ty was saying. We just um, want to create a space where people are coming together, talking about gender um, in the workplace and how we can be advocates for one another. The circles themselves are designed to be 60 to 70% male and then 30 to 40% female. And that gives a different uh, perspective in the circle as those conversations are occurring. So where can you go to get more information about the program? Male ally, 
And all you have to do is, you know, put in your name and your AIN, a little bit of information about yourself, and if you're interested in leading a circle, the leadership responsibility basis for 10 months. There are 10 topics that are scripted in, in the handbook and the outline, and you would be scheduling those meetings for your team. And to give you the inside scoop, registration for the Mark Circles is open until February 19th. You can go to register at go slash mail ally, and then participants will be informed via email in early March to help us celebrate Women's History Month. And Brittany, I would put a call to action out there for all the men that might be listening to this podcast, because even if you're unable to sign up for a Mark Dialogue team, if your time might not allow that commitment that Letitia just outlined, I would still challenge every man out there that you could still act as an ally. And you know, some of the things we highlighted earlier in terms of being open to talk about your, your own experiences, your own perspectives, being willing to take responsibility, to be attentive to the experience of women around you, to speak up and to uh, get involved. Those are those are things you can do without necessarily even being in a, a Mark Dialogue team. And so I want to put a challenge out there to, to still have men be allies and uh, pay attention and uh, uh, join us in that effort to be an ally. Brittany and I from This Humana Life podcast would like to thank you, Ty Richardson and Letitia Schmidt, for joining us on this most important episode for MARC, which stands for Men Advocating for Real Change. We appreciate you sharing this information. And, and folks, we need to advocate, rally, support, champion the cause. Thank you for joining us. And that's it for this episode. You can share with us on buzz at go forward slash THL. And don't forget to subscribe by texting THL to 239-355. We want to thank you for spending time with us this week. We can use our guiding behaviors and speak up with candor to share our Humana stories through this podcast. Let's keep the conversation going together about this Humana life. Until next time, be intentional, stay curious, and inspire others.